0: Defending liberty and justice for all. That's what we try to do every single day on this program. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. That's why we push back on bad ideas, even when they're from Republicans like Nikki Haley, trying to crack down on your liberty. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli, where I... I'm not using an alias, but certainly have the First Amendment right to. And I have the First Amendment right to be an a-hole, by the way. The Pacific Legal Foundation is also defending liberty and justice for all. They are one of my favorite, favorite law firms out there because they are really a foundation fighting for the Constitution every single day. Brian Hodges joins me. Brian is a senior legal counsel, senior attorney at Pacific Legal Foundation. Brian, thanks for making time. I appreciate it.
2: Oh, Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Before we get into this specific case, talk to me about the Pacific Legal Foundation. I've had attorneys from your organization on my show over the years, but just as an overview, tell us about what you guys do over there.
2: Well, Pacific Legal Foundation is one of the oldest and the largest nonprofit legal foundations, nonprofit law firms that focuses on protecting the fundamental rights of citizens, including things like property rights, um, equal protection under the law, uh, the uh, reasonable regulation, such as reasonable environmental and land use regulation. Basically, our idea is that if these fundamental rights, if these basic liberties are protected and respected by government, then everyone will flourish.
0: Yes. If the government respects that and follows the rule book, liberty will flourish. We'll all flourish. We'll be happy. Now you mentioned land rights and you mentioned uh ordinances zoning. There's a case before the court right now, the Pacific Legal Foundation is dealing with called Sheets v the County of El Dorado. Now is Sheets the convenience store? Is that is that them?
2: No, no. It's our client, George Sheets. He's a uh Uh, just a a, a typical person who wanted to build a home. He wanted to build a small manufactured home on his property where he and his wife could uh, settle down, retire, raise their grandson. And the cost of doing that was remarkable. When, when he got to the permitting desk, the County told him you know, there were a bunch of ordinary things like you know you have to do your architectural plans, you have to do this and that, but there was a bill, nearly twenty five thousand dollars he had to pay to the county in order to pay for quote unquote highway impacts. This is one person, a wife and a son, being having to pay that amount. So when he asks them, you know, why why do I have to pay this? They say. Because we told you so, because we adopted a law that says that all new development has to pay for improvements to our roads and highways. No existing, not, not existing homeowners, just new people.
0: Okay, so it's a shakedown, basically, is what it is. a shakedown. And the reason why I asked about Sheets at convenience stores because we are in Wawa country here in Philadelphia. So I just wanted to make that point very clear. And John Fetterman, Senator Fetterman, is a big Sheets guy. So I'm glad it's not no relation to that. Uh, no, no offense to Sheets, of course. Uh, so it's a shakedown against your client. And it's a typical way that it's a government money grab again. How does this incentivize new development, though, if every new developer knows that they're going to get shaken down by the government every time they want to do a project?
2: Well, well, and that's the problem. And, you know, I'm glad you call it shakedown because there's two types of things that can happen at the permit desk. One of them is legitimate. That says, you know, if you're going to expand your parking lot, for example, and it's going to cause increased stormwater runoff, we can make you pay for a drainage system that's going to accommodate that increased runoff, you know, typical mitigation, but this is a shakedown. This is, we hold control over your ability to use your property as a home. Therefore we see this as an opportunity to, to get what we want. Now, what, what does that do to housing? Well, have you seen the cost of housing in California? Um, exactions that's what that's what we call it in the legal profession instead of shakedown exactions make up a significant part of the cost of housing and it's not borne by developers you know often people say oh developers they have deep pockets they can foot the bill no this gets passed on to new homeowners and for every thousand dollars that's tagged on to the purchase price of a house tens of thousands of people are being priced out of homes
0: People are being priced out of homes for a variety of reasons. I think, obviously, you make a great point about that. We have the interest rates. We have the fact that there is just not a lot of inventory right now. But then we have all these other added fees and costs that add to it. And, you know, the thing about it, too, Brian Hodges, Pacific Legal Foundation senior attorney, is that there is a fundamental right that people have to just not have the government act like extortionists and try to go after your money all the time. And we think about taxes, we talk about taxes, but we don't talk a lot about fees. I I had a laugh recently, I'm listening to Joe Biden going on and on about how uh, he wants to crack down on things like resort fees and and bag fees that airlines charge. And, And the entire time he's saying all this, I keep thinking about, all the fees that my wife and I had to pay just to be able to sell our home and buy a new home—you know—you got it, you got know, it, you got you you the fire inspector fee, you got the fee for the guy to come and close the permits out, you got the fee for the guy to come in and open the new permits. I mean, it's all a frigging shakedown, is what it is, and it happens all the time at every level of government. But I think actually, sometimes it happens the most at the at the local level because people don't even realize it unless they go to build a home, add an addition to their home, or do something like that or open a new business and then they turn around they go what's happening here I I had no idea all of this was there a lot of times even the local elected officials don't even know that they have all these different fees and regulations on the books right
2: yeah and you know that's that's really one of the big problems with this is that you know if if this was a tax then everybody would hurt everybody would see the tax bill and they would protest and perhaps you know vote the council out or whoever uh, authorized attacks, But this happens to individuals. It's like being mugged. You know, it's one person going to a permit desk, they have a dream of a home dream of a shop, and they're hit with these ridiculous fees. And then it's one person against the government. And making matters worse, the issue in the in the Sheets case is going up to the US Supreme Court is in some jurisdictions like California, the courts have said that the constitutional protections that homeowners that property owners enjoy only apply to certain branches of government in California they'd said that the the Constitution does not limit city council you know the legislative branch of government so city council state legislature they can take and take and take and, and continue to make these demands free of any sort of constitutional restraint. Okay.
0: Brian, uh, this case you said is going to go before the United States Supreme Court. So what is your sense of why people outside of this particular area of the country should care? Why people should care outside of just the county of El Dorado? This is a national issue. Is this going to be one of those narrowly tailored rulings by the court that literally will only affect the county of El Dorado? Or do you think that at stake here is a broader constitutional question that everybody can benefit from, even outside of El Dorado?
2: No, this is a much broader constitutional question. Um, This issue has been litigated across the country recently um, in Nashville, uh, in North Carolina. The same issue came up. It really has to do with two things. One of them, the Constitution is the fundamental law of our nation, and it restrains the government without any exception as to the branch of government. If a city hall says, we're going to take your property, the Fifth Amendment applies, and they have to pay just compensation. If it's just a a bureaucrat, same thing. The Constitution does not wax and wane depending on what hat the government's wearing at the time it makes a demand. And second, this is, this goes to a principle that I think everybody really understands acutely. If you give an inch, they take a mile. This is about pulling them back to that inch that they're given by the constitution. The constitution allows government to put demands on permits that are designed to mitigate for You know, we call them externalities, you know, impacts like stormwater flow or something that's actually measurable that comes off of your property. It's not an opportunity for them to to take more than what they can justify. And so what this is going to do is stop that, give them an inch, and they'll take a mile and, and bring them back to that one inch that they're allowed.
0: Well said. Well said. Well, let's uh, let's hope that the Pacific Legal Foundation succeeds, as does your client, Mr. Sheets. Thank you for joining me today. Brian Hodges, Pacific Legal Foundation. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Keep us posted on the case and um, any other pending issues regarding liberty that come before you guys.
2: Thank you. Will do.
1: The Rich on Talk Radio 1210
0: WPHT. Uh, Okay, as we uh, continue along the show here today, you know, that's the thing. I've always prided myself on being a guy who's consistently defending freedom, and I think it's important to do, because if we do not, then we're going to have lots and lots of problems going forward in life, and it is the give them an inch, take a mile mentality. That is very absolutely true. Uh, And In addition to this, too, you know, we talk all the time on this show about big government. Well, Michigan lawmakers... Do you know that they signed non-disclosure agreements and they can't discuss their corporate welfare scheme? This is a real—it's a real story. Reason.com has this. States are insisting upon giving away taxpayer monies to private companies, but when you try to figure out, understand the reasons why, you can't—you can't get answers because they're non-disclosure agreements. The government, not telling you why they did what they did because of an nda i mean an nda which is supposed to be something that you sign in a in a case a civil case for example keeps somebody's mouth shut nobody believes the government has the ability to have an nda sure there are things for classification you know classified national security reasons and things like that but an nda so this this happened the state of michigan's economic development agency is actively preventing transparency, leaving questions on how the state plans to spend billions of taxpayer dollars. In December of 2021, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, a tyrant, signed legislation establishing the Strategic Outreach and Attraction Reserve Program, intended to ensure the state can compete for billions of dollars in investment and attract tens of thousands of jobs to bolster the economy. But they distributed $1.4 billion in its first 18 months, all to benefit companies making electric vehicles, electric vehicle batteries, or electric vehicle battery components. Amazing, right? $1.4 billion, all to go to that. So Beth LeBlanc of the Detroit News reported this week that since its founding, at least 163 individuals or entities have signed nondisclosure agreements related to these projects by the Michigan Economic Development Authority. This includes 27 sitting state lawmakers, including the House Speaker, the state Senate Majority Leader, chairs of the House and Senate Appropriations Committee, all Democrats, It also includes the offices of the governor and U.S. representatives Elisa Slotkin and Dan Kildee, all Democrats, plus 11 former lawmakers, 30 legislative staffers and at least three local school districts and several local governments hoping to land projects in their areas. So you have government officials signing non-disclosure agreements so they don't have to answer to the people about the billions of dollars they're giving away in another green energy boondoggle. You believe this? Honestly, when I saw this story, I didn't believe it. I thought it was a joke. I I did. I thought it was a joke. Multiple lawmakers said they were required by the Economic Development Committee to sign an NDA to participate in the appropriations process. These are elected officials, public officials. And the agreements, some of which last up to five years, longer than any other state lawmakers term, prevent the signers from revealing information about projects until they are publicly announced. In certain cases, this could impact lawmakers' votes. In February, the state Senate approved a spending bill that included $630 million for site preparation for a Ford battery plant in Marshall, Michigan. The bill passed just five hours after it was introduced in the Appropriations Committee in september ford announced that it had paused construction on the plant which by that point they had received ready 1.7 billion dollars this reminds me of orsted doesn't it the wind turbine boondoggle in new jersey the the wind turbines you know uh it was real nice to see my friends mike donahue chairman michael donahue uh yesterday of Cape May County, and he was on the show, and Chairman Don Purdy of Atlantic County, also Chairman Sean Golden, uh, Monmouth County, the chairs, they all came on the show yesterday. We had the Republican Chairman's uh, event at the League Municipalities Convention in Atlantic City and eva campbell i want to say thank you to eva from resorts and il capriccio she's the food and beverage manager the, the catering manager she did a great job making uh, making everything work great for us yesterday the show wise and i appreciate it very much but we were there and everybody was celebrating the destruction the defeat of the wind turbine project and the and the success we saved the whales and dolphins we 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 a lot of them died a lot of them died but the project's over. Orsted's done. But Orsted is very similar to this. Very similar. It needed billions of dollars to work. Billions of dollars to come to fruition. Same thing with these green batteries. Same things with the green cars. Government money. So Ford is now pausing construction on this Plant where they're going to manufacture these green batteries, even though they've already received $1.7 billion in pledge incentive funds. Do you think the government cares? Think the government's going to ask for their money back? Nope. Non disclosure agreements are not new to Michigan. In January of 2022, barely two weeks after the governor signed legislation to create this economic development program, the Detroit Free Press reported that 13 state lawmakers, including the state House Speaker and Minority Leader, as well as the Senate Majority and Minority Leaders, had signed NDAs relating to potential. SOAR projects. State officials counter that some level of secrecy is necessary, especially when negotiating with hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars at stake. Uh, but it's my money. It's, it's taxpayer money. It's not their money. It's not their money. As Lonnie Scott, the executive director of the progressive advocacy group Progress Michigan, said NDAs are a major red flag for working people across the state who care about accountable government. I agree. So this is a bipartisan issue here we could rein in, but uh, these are tyrants. Last year in Michigan, they offered a semiconductor manufacturer, Micron technologies, 27.9 billion dollars in tax breaks and incentives over 50 years to build a megasite factory. They ultimately chose to build it in Syracuse after the state of New York offered even more. Earlier this year residents filed a recall petition against Eagle Township Supervisor Patty Schaefer on the grounds that she signed a non-disclosure agreement that limited the information available to the town residents. So what what's happening here is that it's not their money, it's our money. They create these economic development groups. Th- these groups by the way are also directly responsible for the the destruction of private property rights. Kind of tie a bow on this whole thing with Pacific Legal Foundation. One of the things that was one of the absolute worst Supreme Court decisions in history is the city of Kelo, the Kelo decision, where the Supreme Court ruled, this is before the Trump Court, that yes, the government has the right to seize your property and take it if it will increase economic development. So that means if they want to do a little strip mall or a battery plant or anything else, they absolutely can seize your private property in order for the good of the economy kilo was a disgrace of a decision it was an absolute disgrace um but nevertheless this tide of the government going after private property rights the government using your money to boost economic development and then saying that you don't even have a right to know about it give me a freaking break we deserve better than that uh 855 through is the number and it was it was uh City of New London, not the city of Kilo. Kilo versus City of New London. Excuse me. I would hate to get a Supreme Court case wrong. It's wrong with me? Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So as the show continues today, we are just loaded up today. I want to tell you something. This is important. Um, you don't want to be like that Italian prisoner, 400 pounds, and you know you, you you're sent home because you're too big. Thanksgiving is next week. A week from tomorrow. And I know what's going to happen. You're going to realize, okay, maybe it's time to lose some weight. Don't worry. Don't get stressed because NJ Diet's there to help you. NJDiet.com is where you go. And talk about a great Black Friday special for you coming up. You meet with NJ Diet's counselors. You can even do it live online. And you're going to get contractually guaranteed weight loss of 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days' time. Not great. So by the time that the holidays are over, you are going to be looking and feeling your best because NJ Diet works because it's based on your biochemistry. There is no shots, no hormones, no prepackaged foods, no surgery, none of that nonsense. It is all about you looking and feeling your absolute best njdiet.com 8555NJ Diet. 8555NJ Diet or go to njdiet.com locations in King of Prussia, Cherry Hill, or Newark, Delaware, or live online anytime at njdiet.com. Twenty to forty plus pounds of weight loss, guaranteed weight loss, contractually guaranteed with njdiet.com.
4: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right.
0: So let me ask a question right now. Two questions, number one. So, Henry, I know you were with uh, Dom the last couple days. Hope you had a good time on the Dom Giordano program. Uh, The story of the hockey player who's been charged now in England with uh, manslaughter for cutting another player's neck with his skate... I know you're a big hockey guy. You're, you're always the guy that we turn to on the show whenever we have hockey questions. Yeah. Uh, this was a big national story yesterday when the story broke about this. So give us a little context about what happened here.
3: Totally. So um, what it looks like to me is that uh, I don't know this player's name, actually, but it looks like he went to go hit Adam Johnson, who unfortunately was hit with the player's skate in the neck uh, out in the hockey league in England. Um. And from the video, when you watch it in real speed, it looks very intentional that uh, this player almost looks like it, it kicks Adam Johnson in the neck with his skate. Mm-hmm. So, from there, you know, social media kind of jumps on it. It's like intentional. This should be manslaughter. This should be this. This should be that. You know, he should be charged with something. So you know when a player dies like that, yeah, the player or the police are going to look into it, and yeah, what they found is that it's enough to be worthy of a manslaughter charge. But you look at the video; you slowed it down, right? Right. I saw a slow slow mo version of it on Twitter, where you can see as the player goes to load to hit Adam Johnson. You know, he bends his knees. You can tell he's about to launch, but his left skate gets caught in a different defender's right skate as he's going backwards. And you know when like you're you know someone's pushing up against you and you're pushing back and you're pushing on each other as hard as you can and then you just let someone go and they go flying. That's essentially what happened with his skate. So he gets caught in his skate. He's he's looking to hit this guy next to him. So he's using all his force. He's going that way. His skate gets caught and then when it releases it just flings up and unfortunately, strikes Adam Johnson in the neck. At least that's what I see.
0: That's what I see too. When I watched it, and I asked my brother-in-law. He's a big hockey guy, and he's a hockey coach. And he, he's—I mean, this is this is no one's ever heard of this before. This is completely unprecedented. It's England, and England's a little nuts. So that's number one. But. The charge here, the, the, even if you wanted to cut a guy's neck, even if you wanted to slit a guy's throat with your ice skate, how the hell could you possibly even plan to do something like
3: right, that? Right, right, and have it look like an accident. Even more than that. Like, yeah. You can't just go out there and just karate kick him. So, yeah, it, it is, I think it is crazy that he is being charged.
0: I, I agree. I, I completely agree. I. It's just. It seems to me like this is a complete overreach because, I, and I, it's not murder, right? It's manslaughter. Is that the official I, charge? I believe that's what it was. Yes. Even even if they say manslaughter, that that denotes that he was doing something wrong. I mean, it, you're playing a freaking hockey game. Yeah. And people fight in hockey all the time. What what would even add to manslaughter here? What in anything did he do wrong? I understand the unfortunate outcome of this, where a guy, you know. So gets his his throat sliced with a skate. Mm-hmm. But what was the player doing wrong that would lead to a manslaughter charge? Even if, in other words, if that hadn't happened,
3: yeah, totally. They're, it, just, it, they're just playing hockey. They probably they probably would have given him like a major penalty, maybe Like right. within the game, and that would have been it. And we would have never you know heard about this.
0: And here's the question that I have. And so what what about in America? I mean, are we going to start doing this now. If somebody give take gives somebody a really bad hit, and somebody falls down and breaks their neck, breaks well, their back, which happens.
3: Yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, it's not the first time you know someone's uh, gotten their throat cut by a skate. I mean, it happened to a goalie, you know, twenty five some odd years ago, and he he survived. But it, it is a freak accident that just kind of happens sometimes. I mean, all I see a lot of players, or not necessarily players, but like fans, like clamoring for neck guards in the NHL. Maybe they'd make that mandatory. But oh god, yeah, I, I don't think a lot of players would like that. I think they want the freedom to. No because you just said want. it
0: happened 25 years ago. It's a freak thing. Yeah, I mean ha- most most uh, most of the time you're not going to get your your throat slipped by an ice skate when uh, when when you're skate when you're playing hockey,
3: right? Yeah, and it I think I think in this situation I think people are looking, you know, when someone dies unexpectedly and tragically in this way, people look, you know, they want something to blame. They want someone to blame. This hit in, you know, when you watch it full speed, it looks dirty. And, you know, and it's easy to point the finger at that guy, but I, I just think it's just one of those things.
0: And, and even if it's dirty, I don't know. Criminally charging him, it's you know, if you want to go after him inside the game, that's one thing. But right. um, this is a reach. Obviously, it's England; it's not the United States. But you got to watch these things for precedent. It was mm-hmm. shocking when, when that when that was announced yesterday. I mean, everybody stopped what they were doing and says, "Wait, were they charging a hockey player with what?" So. Uh lists of hockey players who died during their playing careers there's not a there's not a lot of them who died while they were playing hockey. It's one of the safer sports and the nice thing is it, you don't normally die by getting a slit throat because of an ice skate right
3: so that's like one that's probably like the least likely way to go
0: i would I'll tell you one thing though i mean I'm always thinking about new ways to murder people it's an <laughs> and it's an ingenious way to do it. <laughs> suspicion of manslaughter and the death of american ice hockey player adam johnson whose neck was cut by a skate during a game johnson was playing for the nottingham panthers against the sheffield steelers on october 28th when he was struck by an opponent's skate blade in the elite league hockey game at the sheffield utilita arena uh it's a it's a very sad situation obviously very very sad Matt Petgrave, 31 years old, was the other player in the Grizzly incident that reverberated around the hockey community and led to moments of silence in the NHL. Videos of the incident shows Johnson skating with a puck toward the Steelers net. Petgrave, he's the one who's been charged, skates toward Johnson and collides with another Panthers player. His left skate kicks up as he begins to fall and the blade hits Johnson in the neck. Both players land on the ice. Petgrave, the guy who's charged, immediately got to his feet. Johnson rose more slowly, and as he is helped off the ice, his jersey is covered in blood. He later died at a local hospital. the 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 detective chief superintendent in this town in England said, "Our investigation launched immediately following this tragedy, and we have been carrying out extensive inquiries ever since to piece together the events which led to the loss of Adam in these unprecedented circumstances." Fans had a moment of silence, obviously, which, of course, was more than appropriate. And Peckrave uh, got a standing ovation in the next game. Fans had a moment of silence for Johnson at the, at the Steelers' next game and gave Peckrave, who didn't play in that game, a standing ovation. I, there, there's, there's nothing about this that to me seems intentional in any way shape or form nothing i mean i I don't know how you could i don't even even in that moment if you're thinking to yourself i want to slit this guy's throat you can't orchestrate the circumstances where that could occur otherwise it would be happening all the time
3: well i certainly hope it wouldn't be happening all the
0: time that's what i mean because you couldn't plan it that way right yeah exactly Anyway, uh, there's also other sports news. Uh, just the kind of government overreach here really scares me. If, uh, I don't think he'll... It's England. I can't predict what the legal system's like over yeah. there, but,
3: you know. And by the way, the goalie I'm thinking of, it was uh, Clinton Malarchuk in 1989.
0: He, so the last time this happened in the world of hockey was 1989. It's the most
3: famous one. I don't know if it's the last one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, playing sports are inherently dangerous, but it, I, you know if they find out that there's something between these two men in their private life you know there was like one of the guys was sleeping with the other guy's wife or something and this was in fact premeditated murder i would think there's probably easier ways to kill somebody than than this because you got to have everything working right for you to be able to get your skate on his neck at that moment don't you think i mean you're absolutely. a hockey guy absolutely
3: yeah. i mean it's in the heat of the game, too. are you? Is that you know what's in the front of your mind? If that was what's in the front of your mind, that you'd just be going after this guy the whole game, everyone who's watching could see it.
0: And if you're going to use a manslaughter charge, I mean, at least in the United States of America, you have to have done something wrong, even if it doesn't rise to the level of murder, because murder takes usually intent. But hockey, people smash on each other. They fight. They fight like hell. It's part of the game. It's fun. I mean, it's what makes hockey fun. Anyway, we'll see... Um has the NHL reacted in any way with any any uh, anything woke, like have they come out and said anything?
3: Not that I know okay. of. I know there was a little bit of call for neck guards, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't I I think everybody is yeah, well aware it's just like all oh, right, it's a freak accident. It's happened yeah. before. Not everyone. Not everyone survives. That's that's just the sad truth of it.
0: I mean, people get really injured at games. It's it, it, you know all kinds of sports. Uh, speaking of sports, Joe Biden today had some nice words to say about the Eagles, and I didn't even. I, I mean, I know I'm not the biggest sports guy in the world, but usually I'm pretty up on things. Like if a, if the Eagles were gonna. Well, anyway, take a listen to the clip from President Biden today at the White House. And, or, who was there with him? This is, he was with the championship team. Yeah, champion
3: Las Vegas Golden Knights.
0: The Golden Knights. And they play in what sport? Hockey. Hockey, right. This is hockey. So here's Joe Biden honoring the Vegas NHL hockey team and then randomly asked the team to, well, take a listen.
4: Just one promise
2: don't get the filled up
4: Eagles to leave and go.
2: i'll get divorced if that happens i married a philly girl and and it's a long story
0: are the eagles talking about moving is that a thing and are they thinking about moving there don't they already have a football team they
3: they do the the raiders moved there uh, just a couple years ago so uh yeah i have no idea what could he, he could even be referring to because he I, like I get, they were the first team to move to Vegas, the Golden Knights. But they're an expansion team. They didn't. They weren't from somewhere else. They didn't move from another city. They were just a new team, a new addition. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll miss the Eagles if they move. By the way, on Twitter, uh, who's? Let's see. That this is. Let's see. Uh, whose car are we going to take? MGM said the following. He said it was intentional. And the player should be charged with manslaughter. No ifs and or buts. The defendant has a history of hooliganism and goonery in pro hockey. Okay.
3: Oh, oh no. The sport where it's good to be a goon, where you can make a career off being a goon.
0: Okay. But when did that become...
3: There's a movie series called Goon about a hockey player.
0: Ugh. Right. yeah. So I mean, if that's the case, then that the, the the, that that's up to the hockey league. Then or yeah, the team. Lock, or,
3: lock up everybody who's been a goon. Then
0: I, I, and why not lock? I mean, it, this guy died, and that's very very unfortunate. But what happens if players get into a fight, and you know, guy gets a concussion and gets hit in the, the wrong spot?
3: What, I, what happens when you take a, a puck to the temple? Maybe, like,
0: it's Josh Gary said this happened to Rick Mc, McClash. That's the one you talked about, the uh, the goalie, right? I said. Uh, Clint Malerchuk. I this is hap- it's it's not the first it's not the first
3: time it's not going to be the last time this has happened. There's a lot of like uh there's a lot of incidents like this. Well, not a lot, but
0: Johnny says I I believe a consideration was that Petgrave had a bad reputation and was a leader in penalty minutes. Okay, I get that, but if he's but he's allowed to play, I I, I mean, I, I this is just I think it's a reach to charge him with manslaughter, I really do. I, I mean, it's hard, ho- it's horrible what happened. It's horrible, but at the same time i don't know it, it, it's like saying you, you, you you're you boxing and you know you punch a guy and the, the guy dies it, it's a it's a violent sport i mean stuff happens so yeah. i don't know i i i just have a hard time here believing that criminal charges should follow this yeah it's that's
3: that's just the fact of the matter it's unfortunate it's yeah super unfortunate Horrible. it's just
0: but but the answer isn't always to charge somebody with a crime yeah. in these in these situations.
3: Yeah, I mean they someone needs to get blamed, right? That's just how it
0: goes. Yeah. Uh all right, 8558391210 5, is the number. We're going to miss the Eagles and uh, I think you th- you think we'll get at another team for Philadelphia or well, we can call them the carjackers. Hey, how about the hey, carjackers? we just
3: got a, another lacrosse team I announced yesterday. We got the uh, the Water Dogs now.
0: Oh good, another another uh, game I can be bumped for in <laughs> in sports. When are we going to have that game, Matt DeSantis, take us off at 6 o'clock? It's always a tragedy when I have to go home Uh, early. Tragic. It's tragic. It really is. It's tragic. Uh, 855-839-1210. Listen, let me tell you something. When it comes to the law, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I do play one on TV. I do love constitutional law, as you know. But if I were ever injured in an accident, God forbid, I would reach out to my buddy Tom Skopinich in a heartbeat. And all you got to do to reach out to him is go to ScopeLawyer.com. He is licensed in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey, so he can fight for you on either side of the river. That's right. And Tom Skopinich is a great guy. He's a fighter. I'll tell you. There are a lot of billboards out there with uh, injury firms. You know, you drive past them all the time. Some of them are incredibly goofy. When you meet with Tom Skopinich, he's not a billboard clown. He's going to sit with you. He's going to talk to you about your case. And he's going to bring something to the table that the billboard clowns cannot. And that is the inside expertise of having worked for and on behalf of insurance companies. That's how Tom Skopinich started. And then he opened his law firm. And now he uses the expertise that he has when he worked for and on behalf of the insurance companies, he puts that to work for you. And that's why he has been helping people in our region for over 25 years, get what they deserve, get the fair value for their settlement. So please reach out to him today by going to scopelawyer.com, scopelawyer.com. The offices of Thomas G. Scopinich, licensed in PA and New Jersey. And he has an office in Lansdale, Montgomery County, PA. You can meet with him one-on-one and he'll be there to help you every step of the way. So if you are injured in an accident, get what you deserve and maximize your recovery, maximize your settlement with my man, Tom Scopinich, Scope. Lawyer.com.
1: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
0: All right, so big, big day going on today. Very busy. Uh 855 1210 We've Senator John Kennedy. You got a little clip of him. I'm going to send this over to you, Matt DeSantis, slamming or stumping a Biden legal nominee on basic legal definitions. That's a good one. Um, but I wanna I want to share a tweet that I got earlier in the show today. And I retweeted it or Xed it, re Xed it, whatever you say, whatever whatever it is. And keep the tweets coming, eight five five A 1210 is the number. Uh, Rachel says with respect to the manslaughter charges against the hockey player, he used his skate as a weapon. Uh, I don't think he did, because in order to use it as a weapon, you'd have to try to use it as a weapon, and I don't think that is exactly what happened here. Um, I I just disagree. I don't think he was trying... I think if he picked up a skate and went after and slipped the guy's throat, yeah, that would be, but in the moment, watching this, I don't think so. I don't think he's using his skate as as a weapon. Again, I know it's sad we lost... Somebody died, and there's always a sense of wanting justice here. But, I mean, wh- watch the video in slow motion. Slow I don't think down. he's intentionally – yeah, slow it down. Left I don't skate. think he's intentionally using that, that skate. Um, but I want to give uh, an analogy – I want to give a shout-out to Jane Tilly. Jane says, Rich, there are trolls who hide in the shade, but sometimes defending liberty and justice calls for anonymity. Batman, Superman, Zorro, and the Scarlet Pimpernel – would just go by Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Don Diago, and Sir P- Percy Blakeney. I mean, I, I see her point here. Uh, this goes back to what Nikki Haley said about making everybody have to have their real names on social media, right? This is what is, goes back to that. And I love superhero analogies, so I retweeted it obviously. But the founders used pseudonyms. They used pseudonyms because they wanted to protect themselves from their government they wanted to be protected from it and they they knew how important it was because they knew that the brits would kill them they knew king george would hang them for what they were saying and what they were talking about and then even in the course of the constitutional convention there was still a reason to to speak and debate anonymously um, and that's why they used their their pseudonyms as they were talking about the construction of the government They we have a First Amendment right codified in the Constitution of the United States. And there's nothing in there that says you have to make sure the government knows who you are when you speak. It's not in there. You say whatever the hell you want, and you don't have to tell them who you are, and you don't have to address yourself, and you don't have to state your name for the record. That's why I really get annoyed when I go to local government meetings, school board meetings, and town council meetings, and they make you put your name or state your name for the record and where you live. I don't think you should have to do that. I think you should say, it doesn't matter where I live, and I'm not telling you my name. I have a First Amendment right to speak, and you don't have a damn right to know who I am or where I live. That's me. I mean, I'm very, very, very old school when it comes to the Constitution. I don't like modern interpretations of it. And unless there's something in there that says you have a First Amendment right, as long as you register your name and address with the government, I'll say whatever the hell I want, and you're not going to get my name and address from me. Of course, it's kind of hard for me to go and speak at a meeting without at least somebody recognizing me. But you get the point. You get my philosophical point here. But the, but the superhero analogy is a good one. You know, James Madison going as Publius, Alexander Hamilton being anonymous in the Federalist Papers, the founding fathers writing these things anonymously for a reason, fighting for liberty and protecting the people around them. I would also say to you that in many ways, people post anonymously to protect their kids and they also protect anonymously to protect their their family members and their their business associates. So let me play the Nikki Haley clip again one more time, Matt DeSantis. I play this for me, and I want to just do a counter to what Nikki Haley is saying using Batman's analogy here in The Dark Knight Rises. Take a listen.
4: When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country.
0: Okay, now, this idea of of if your pastor knows and your family knows and everything like this, what if you're actually posting anonymously to protect your pastor and to protect your family and to protect your children? You ever think about that, Nikki? Nikki? Let's assume for a second that you have a real problem with the fact that on your daughter's swim team, there's a biological male on the team. And he's got a schwanz hanging out in the locker room or anything like this. But you don't want your daughter to get called a bigot. You don't want your daughter to get to get slided by the coach. You don't want your daughter to get hurt. So you post anonymously about it or your pastor, your pastor at your church Uh, You have a real problem with the fact that say let's say it's Catholic priest that the you know, the the Pope is out there with his climate change nonsense and um, you bring up what your priest said in mass on Sunday, but you don't want to get the priest in trouble. So you post anonymously, then protect your pastor. And you want to protect your uh, your coworkers because maybe you are part of a business and you have a real problem with the fact that the government is doing whatever it is, whatever X is. But you don't want to implicate your business partners in it. and You don't want to make it a political issue for your law firm, your your housekeeping business, whatever it is. So you post anonymously. What if the anonymous posting is to protect all those people that you love? You know, Nikki Haley's looking at it from the perspective of they'll you'll have to be nice and civil because uh, they know who you are. But what if you, you you specifically are not you're not letting people know who you are to protect all those people I just mentioned. So Jane Tilly's point is excellent. I mean, really is. It's an outstanding, outstanding tweet for a reason. And if you use the analogy given by Batman in The Dark Knight Rises. So let me set the stage for you. No, so, it's in The Dark Knight Rises is the third of the Christopher Nolan trilogies and it's 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 the lesser of the three but it's still an excellent movie and it's better than anything that came after it. It's still excellent. All three of those movies are fantastic. But in in my opinion it depending on my mood it's either Batman Begins Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Sometimes it's Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, but Dark Knight Rises is never going to be considered the best of the three. It's the third. It's like uh, Godfather Part 3. It's it's still better than 99% of the things ever made out there in that genre, but it's not compared to the other two, and that's the problem. As a starting point, you're comparing it to two of the, two of the greatest superhero movies ever made in Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. But... So towards the end of the movie, The Dark Knight Rises, when Batman returns to Gotham, spoiler alert, he comes back to Gotham and there's a big fight scene and he and he saves Commissioner Gordon and he saves a bunch of Gotham cops who were all trapped by Bane and his evil henchmen. And this one Gotham police officer who's helping him, his name is Blake. He's helping him during the during the uh, the course of things. He's acting as his kind of a sidekick way to put it. And if you haven't seen the end of the movie, I'll just tell you this part, spoiler alert, but there's a tongue-in-cheek scene where he says his real name is Robin. See, Christopher Nolan never wanted to put Robin in those Batman movies. He wanted gritty, real, this guy's a vigilante and this guy's going... There was no goofiness and no Robin and no tights or anything like that. But there is that little line at the very end of the movie where he says his birth name is Robin. Anyway, uh, kind of a, a nod to the comics without going down that goofy road. Anyway... So Batman says to him, because he's out there helping and fighting, and then Batman shows up, and, of course, he's got his mask on. He's got the whole Batman suit on, the cowl, and everything. And he says this. Take a listen.
1: If you're working alone, wear a mask. I'm not afraid to be seen standing up to these guys. The mask is not for you. It's to protect the people you care about.
0: The mask is not for you. It's to protect the people you care about. What if your anonymity posting online is also to protect the people you care about. To protect your company, your family members, your daughter on the swim team. What if your anonymity, your mask on social media is to protect the people you care about? Sure, I mean, I'm not afraid to stand up to these people. I'm not. But what if Bridget is afraid to say something in a a few years because she's worried that Patrick will get blowback and he might already get blowback because of me anyway. You know, what if the mom in town who normally does not want to say anything, just has a really hard time with the fact that her daughter has to be on a swim team with a dude. But she doesn't want the girl to get pegged as a bigot. She doesn't want any blowback for her daughter. So she wears a mask online to post anonymously about this to bring attention to people, to protect the people she cares about. Nikki Haley looks at it from this myopic, dystopian, tyrannical way of saying that we won't allow you the anonymity so that you have to be nice because people will know what you say. But then people are going to stay quiet because they don't have the ability to protect the people they care about. And sometimes what they say has implications beyond them. Blowback, so to speak. So Jane Tilly, excellent way of looking at it. Thank you for a superhero analogy and for giving me an excuse to play a line from one of Christopher Nolan's Batman movies. Thank you for that. And obviously, in my opinion, Ben Affleck should be outed as the world's worst Batman that's one case where you can't stay anonymous like if they had an anonymous who's the world's worst Batman Ben Affleck I don't even know why I'm bringing him up because I made I, I played a great Batman movie and to even bring his name up but I just get so physically ill every time I think about what happened after those movies the Christopher Nolan movies are done and then they make Ben freaking Affleck Batman you know it's like it's like Biden becoming president after Trump is what it is. on Twitter at Rich Zioli all right so listen Dr. Mike Venaria is going to help you have a great smile because that's what you deserve you deserve a beautiful wonderful smile and that's what dr mike venaria does and all you got to do is reach out to him at venaria dental.com v-a-n-a-r-i-a i just saw him recently i went to his veterans breakfast last saturday met some amazing veterans and patrick had his appointment with dr mike yesterday the whole family goes there but his specialty I mean, he does it all, but his specialty are those really complicated dental implants. If you need a complete dental makeover and you've already gotten a, a consultation with somebody, please get a second opinion with my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, two offices to serve you, Cinnamonson and Woodbury. He's honest. He's a good guy. He cares. He cares about people. He really does. I've known him for years and my entire family goes there. Mama's only discovered him. And he's my dentist. And he gets asked that question all the time. Rich, really come here? Yes, I really go there. He's really my dentist. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A. VenariaDental.com. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to have exceptional dental care. And forget those big chain dental offices. You don't want to go there. You want to see my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria veneria I was with him on on Saturday as I mentioned on Veterans Day he honored our veterans he does it every year he loves our country you'll love the conversation you'll love the people in the office too they're great people and they work really hard to make sure that you get what you need and great music playing just an overall outstanding dental experience veneria dental Com.
1: Rich C O E weekday afternoons, three to seven. Talk radio, twelve ten. W P H T, and on the free Odyssey app.
4: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only
1: twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.